0: Feel like the everyday chaos is getting to be too much? Head on over to winninggym.com BAP and we can help you there. Join our eight-week ProFit Business Accelerator Program for quick wins for your gym. Check it out. You deserve it. Now back to the show.
1: You are listening to the Built
0: to Grow podcast, delivering the knowledge in all things fitness business. We help gym owners win. Here are your hosts, Tim Lyons and Randy Exton All right, welcome back to the Built to Grow podcast. I'm your host, Tim Lyons at the table at the big wood epoxy coated table and studio joined by randy angston what's up dude never know what i'm gonna get with these introductions i bring it i bring it in from the <laughs> left field sometimes hey quick announcement everybody our coaching program also known as the business accelerator is open and taking on new gyms com slash grow uh
1: you know at the end of the day what do you get in the coaching program Uh, coaching program is great so we're going to cover four different systems of the business we're going to cover delivery systems Mm -hmm. we're going to cover your ascension model Mm -hmm. we're going to cover your conversion Mm -hmm. systems and then we're going to cover your attraction systems all and the whole time we're going to focus on your mindset and your performance as the owner
0: and it's 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 compact. It's an eight-week program. Uh, people are popping out of that with with great results. We're you know even starting marketing towards the end, and mm-hmm. people are generating more revenue. And overall, what you're going to get out of this program is the opportunity to decide whether or not you want to work in your business. On your
1: business, or remove yourself from the business. Yeah, I mean that's a foundation of kind of part of the reason I guess we stepped into coaching. Right, we have the fundamental belief that as a business owner, you should have the ability to remove yourself from your business. A true business owner, not a self-employed business owner, and um, to give yourself that option is really big with us. And uh, yeah, it's kind of one of our core you know core beliefs in, in a way. And so we've helped gym owners do that by working themselves out of the business. And if you wanna be back in there and work a little bit here and there, that's your choice, but it's not a must. Right, and that's really what this topic is about today. So uh, let me tell you a quick story.
0: When I first opened the original OG Pulse Fitness in 2009, I was not a personal trainer. I, you know, like a lot of you that are listening, you were a personal trainer working at a big box or another place, and you came in, you brought clients with you, and you you knew the training side of the business, but you didn't really know the business side. I was the opposite. I didn't know anything about the training side and I knew that I wanted to be a business owner from the day that I opened it. It was always to be a business owner because again, going back to Kiyosaki's book, Cashflow Quadrant, if you guys read it, it's all about the four quadrants in your relationship with how you earn money and really it was, hey, I got to get into this business owner role. So every move that I
1: made was in you know, quickly trying to get me into that business owner the, role. The whole reason for freedom, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. you, the idea from you know the, the low end of that spectrum, if you don't know, is is the employee realm, right? Where right. you basically are, you're tied to that time for money. Right. The other end is your money's making money. So it's a, it's an idea of freedom mm-hmm. as you ascend.
0: Correct. Yeah. So if you haven't checked that book, it's it's an easy read. It's really what oh, yeah. changed my perspective on everything. Really. I mean, you don't know what you don't know when you go into this business. So I was 29 years old. You know, I had another job. I was making great money in the construction industry, but you know, I was like, hey, this will be my side hustle. Let me open a brick and mortar gym that I had no idea how to run <laughs> as a side hustle. Like, there's so many other things I could have done.
1: It's, it's probably the well, not the side hustle. But let's just open up a gym without any understanding of how to do it is probably how most of us got most that, you know, the listeners got here in the first place. I
0: would agree. And I agree. But you know, but the big thing was, hey, I was going to hire coaches and all this stuff. And uh, every move that I made was to get off the floor. I did go on to get a certification. Mm. I did do everything in the gym. I did training. I did sales. I did marketing. I did janitorial, whatever. Just like many of you. But here's the difference between many of you and what I did. I got my ass out of there as quickly as possible. And I'm speaking to gym owners on a weekly basis, daily basis. And what I'm hearing is, you know, a 10 year, 12 year, 14, 20, 30 year gym owner is still training clients on the floor. So, I say this, and, and, and this is what I tell them. I said, Hey, I can't be naive enough to think that everybody wants to do what I did. If you enjoy training and that's why you're training, then I can understand that's why you're training. I don't believe it's the best use of your time. Correct. But if there is this energy uh, where you get in energy by going and training clients, you know, two, three, five, seven hours in a day, then I can see that, but what I hear is I hate training. (laughs) I don't want to train anymore. I want to get off of the floor. I would rather do sales and marketing. I would rather run the operation. I would rather develop the team,
1: but I'm stuck training. Or the business isn't making any money. We're not going anywhere. It's stagnant. We've been here for 10 years. Nothing's progressing, but they're just going back to the same things that they're doing day to day, pounding their heads against the wall and expecting a different outcome. Right. So, so here's the question you need
0: to ask yourself, are you training on the training floor because you have to, or because you want to, um, and there's a fine line because like you have to, because you need to save on payroll, but are you not paying yourself for those hours? And again, your big caveat to the whole thing is like gym owners don't value their own time. Correct. If they could do it, they're just going to get it done, save on payroll. But
1: listen, time is
0: money right so if you're hell i
1: think we think it's more valuable than money we can make more money we can't get more time there you go period
0: yeah yeah i value time more than money hell yes yep so anything we can do to buy speed uh you know get yourself out of the day-to-day operations so you can work on other things and you know spend time the way you want to not because you have to So, you know, one of the latest coaching calls that we had was like, hey, you know, I noticed, you know, you just said you just trained 30 hours a week and your husband's training, you know, 30 hours a week on the training floor. And there's no change going on here. Like this, this gym's kind of been at the same place. Like, what are we doing? And they both decided they don't want to train on the training floor years ago, (laughs) but we're still here today. And so I said, here's the great news you both are the bosses and you can make the
1: decision. And they were like, they almost felt like they needed permission. I was, I was just gonna say, how many entrepreneurs feel like they need permission to make a change or do something different? I felt like that's what it was. It seems like that's, it's becoming like common. Like we've heard that term a lot lately. Like I just needed permission to go do it. I needed to be told I could do it. Or see somebody, it's the four, mile, four minute mile type mentality, right, Correct. like nobody else is out there doing it, I'm kind of afraid to be the first, or if others are and they just don't know how, Right? They just don't know they what you know do that, to do yeah. to, to make that, that step. So and I think that's a lot of why gym owners find themselves back on the training floor. Is most that we work with at least, they've ascended from a training position. That is comfort to them. Yeah, that is they what they back. know. And it's it, it, exactly that you fall back into what you know. And it's it's natural, it's a human element, right? We we cater to comfort, but that right there is exactly what's gonna hold them back. Yep. That's that's the biggest you know, caveat pivot that they have to make is is to get uncomfortable and do the things that we know are going to move the needle of the business, not just service the business and the clients today. The day-to-day status quo. Status quo. Hey, listen up, gym owners. I want you to kind of stop what you're doing.
0: If you're, go ahead and re-rack that weight real quick. Turn your headphones up a little bit. You have my permission to take yourself off the training floor so you can grow your operation.
1: Let's talk about maybe some of the reasons why. I think a lot of there, there's a lot of resistance and and you've heard us joke about this and it's one of my favorite terms everybody says is my clients won't. Mm. My clients won't train with somebody else. My clients won't train with my trainers. You know, they've worked with me forever and yep. and that's it. Well that's great. But you're a slave to your train your clients now. Yep. yep. Yeah. You you are a slave to your clients. Do you want to be there in that position? That was the other
0: thing that came up now that you're mentioning it. It was Yeah, I've trained these clients for seven years or eight years or nine years. Uh, They won't train with anybody else. Hey, guys, as you know, at Built to Grow, we're all about systems and scalability. And that's why I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Semi-Private Pro. Several years ago, I was in our gym looking around and I noticed our coaches were staring at their clipboards, struggling to stay one step ahead of the clients. And I thought, gosh, there has to be a better way. So just head on over real quick to semiprivatepro.com slash BTG to check out a demo for yourself. And I said, here's how you do it. And you and guys, uh, this actually, yeah, this was uh, one of our inner circle members. Here's how you do it. You decide today that you want to stop training clients on the training floor. And you decide that because you're going to take that time that you're using on the training floor to go then generate more revenue in another area. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's, that's the caveat. You don't just go sit on the couch and eat potato chips because you're not training. That's not the
1: point. That doesn't earn any income. Yeah. You better stay your (laughs) ass
0: on the training floor if that's what (laughs) your plan is. No, you're going to take that time and leverage it into more income producing activities. So here's what you do. You hire a new coach, that new coach needs uh there's basically gonna be your your sidekick your right hand man or girl uh, for the next let's just call it four to six weeks I'm just gonna throw this kind of game plan out for you. The, the game plan is how to how to offload your clients yeah. to the new coach. So the first couple weeks, they're just gonna talk to the clients, get to know them. They're gonna be training with you, you know, not actually working out, but hey, you know, standing around, looking at the program, watching the form, not saying much, but just chiming in when they can. The next two weeks, they're going to start picking up the weights, bringing it over to the client, you know, setting the bench up for them, grabbing a band, you know, still you as the gym owners coaching that, um, you know, whatever, you're still coaching the client, the programs you now, the next couple weeks, the, the the coach starts looking at the program. They, the gym owner, Hey, let me run. I got to run and uh, answer this phone real quick. You know, Johnny, will you grab this? They start working them in very nice and slow, right? Um, yeah, yeah, I'll grab it. Right. I'll go and train this client for this movement. And then you come right back. And then towards the last two weeks, you're shadowing them and yeah. they're training and, but you're there. The point is you don't disappear yet and you're there. And that coach is training the new client all on their own. You're chiming in, making jokes, you know, doing all that kind of stuff. But at the end of that last point of the transition, you, you take the, the, the client and you edify the new coach you're in great hands i'm knighting this person to be your new coach and there's that slow transition you notice how we didn't just disappear one day and the new coach came in it was a very nice easy transition you could speed that up but my point is it was a couple weeks of them hanging around chiming into conversation that another couple weeks of them grabbing the weights maybe setting up the exercises the next couple weeks is you know the gym owner's got to go run and grab the phone Coach is doing actually doing the the training, and then the last two weeks they're you're just shadowing them. Yeah, I mean something like that. I'm not
1: saying that's a proven formula, but that's that is a great way to do it. With any of the transitions we've made in business owners, whether with with our businesses, whether it be the style of training, moving somebody out of it, whatever it may be, new adding new people uh, to the organization, there's always a transition that takes place, Mm -hmm. and I think that that's smart. And it's we're in the relationship business, and to expect our clients to be comfortable dropping everything day 1 and starting with somebody, you know, new the next day is unreasonable. It is an unreasonable expectation. So by creating a a transitional period, a, what you're doing is you're building the relationship with this third person. Perfect. That's yeah. what the that whole, you know, transitions about. It's about that client and that trainer now developing their own relationship under your guidance yep. and allowing that natural transition to take place as opposed to shocking the system and expecting well, let's catch what you know what we yeah keep and so my clients won't yeah that's true they won't if you just disappear and bring
0: johnny the trainer in the next day they won't because you didn't do you didn't transition out right and but it's, it's not an all
1: or nothing and that's where gym owners kind of use that term it's like i won't even i won't even fathom the idea because my clients they, they just absolutely won't yeah they'll do it this way absolutely i mean it's so simple guys Absol- we've we, i mean legitimately transitioned a 30-year gym owner from one-on-one personal training mm-hmm. to completely out of his training. he's out of there you know what i mean like for him and that was his big caveat four years ago at the time it was four years before we even had the conversation yeah you know we had talked about this stuff and it was always my clients won't so let's let's take this scenario you're in
0: based on who's listening to the show you may th- this most likely isn't you this gym owner was the gym correct 30 years he had been training clients by himself with a partner but one-on-one training 30 years if he didn't show up if he wanted to go on vacation the gym didn't make money he wasn't there and the clients didn't train with anybody else we were able to take him out of his business how I mean you're that is the hardest yeah, 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 of all yeah. scenarios yep. the guy's name's on the building it's his business it's him, his face, he's been the guy for 30 years and he's out of the business and the clients are completely happy and they're working and training with
1: new coaches. Yeah. Under his guidance. And right? not only that, but like, think about, I'm glad you said it the way you did too, because think about that position. He's an, an older gentleman, you know, end of career. He should be considering, or you know, ideally considering retiring or, or something. Mm-hmm. And that was a conversation we had long before we even had the systems and the process to help him there. I was concerned about how he was gonna, what he was gonna do with the rest of his life. You know, w- can you sell it? No, because you're you are the business, right? Mm-hmm. And so none of those systems were in place. Nothing. There was no business outside of him, yep. and that's that's a, a scary feeling. And if if that's probably something that each of you guys should really, that might be the the lesson to take away is look at your business, see where the roles and responsibilities lie, and if you are the critical component in the day to day. You got to change something. You can't remove yourself. You can't. You'll never be able to get out of it. Mm-hmm. You, nobody's going to buy a job when they're coming the thing, in to buy that. You know, the ultimate thing, you know, at the end of the day, you create a business for the opportunity to, to earn an income, create wealth for yourself. Um, create freedom. Freedom is really the reason you buy, you, you own, you create a business. You start your business. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to be a phenomenal trainer, go work for somebody else, guys. It's way easier to be a great trainer at somebody else's location than it is to worry about the P&L, their, your employees, you know all of that crap while trying to maintain the training. Correct. So um, the day you decided to be a business owner, the responsibility has changed. And that's really what this conversation's about, is you need to focus on the work that's gonna move the needle of the business the greatest in order to provide yourself, your team, with the greatest opportunity for freedom, your clients with the greatest results, and the ability to scale and grow. And enjoy what you're doing. I mean, let's be honest.
0: Yeah. When, When you have an operation, that's doing everything for you. And
1: it's, it's fun. Like you enjoy it. I've never had yeah. a trainer say, I have to go train because you know, whether, for whatever reason, like an business owner go, I have to go you know, on the training floor and was happy about, it. like, I have to, right. No, they know that it's, it's like almost like a step back in the direction of the business. If you have to find yourself on the training floor consistently. You're not running the business. If you have to, not can. In this,
0: yeah, and this is the tough, this is where my original story about never being, wanting to be on the training floor comes in to where a lot of these trainers enjoy it. And so this is where, why I kind of set that precedence in the beginning. If You enjoy it and you're doing it because you want to, it's one thing, Correct. but if you don't enjoy it and you're doing it because you have to, that's the opposite end of the spectrum.
1: I'll go <laughs> one one step further though, because there's another one. Comfort is complete, can be complacency. And if you're doing it because you love it and you're on the training floor and you're complaining because you're broke as hell, now something needs to change. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like If the business is not where it needs to be and you're doing the same things over and over and over, now you have to say, all right, it's time to get a little uncomfortable. Now it's time to do some things that I don't necessarily enjoy doing or it's not what I really opened up, You know, I didn't start this business because I wanted to go worry about the P&Ls and the, the math of the marketing and all that that comes with owning a business. But that's the realistic decision you made when you said i'm going to be the business owner and so you have to look at the full spectrum you have to see where the business is you have to be realistic is the growth do you have plans do you know where the business is going you know what i mean are you steering the ship or are you just showing up every single day Mm -hmm. and doing the work because it's there in front of you
0: well that's the thing the lost leader is Mm -hmm. one of the pitfalls and not having a plan that's that's one of the problems, right? It's yeah. one of the problems. So so listen, guys, uh, you know, we're not here to knock anybody that loves training. But Absolutely. the point is you're, you're setting yourself up to a long road of not being able to remove yourself from the business and it always relying on you as a gym owner that you have to be the one doing the work. You don't, you're not a business owner. You're self-employed and you own your job. If that doesn't sound very appealing to you, you need to be in our coaching program. That's winninggym.com slash grow we do have openings now. We're doing this in, in in smaller groups. It's an eight week program. Let's have a chat. Right? Yeah, yeah. Cool. Let's let's dive in. Let's just let's we, look at the business. And you have our permission to make the decisions that are best for you and your family. Okay.
1: Uh, just to, to leave them on the, with that thought, I've had a lot of conversations lately with newer gym owners or gym owners that um, are really passionate about the results and the you know the love of their clients. Yeah. Th- constantly finding ways of cutting their own benefit out because they think that they're serving their clients greater. You guys deserve the pay. You guys deserve a hell of a lot more pay than what we're charging. Every one of us, um, because of what we're doing for you know our clients. Right? It's not just a few pounds. It's health. It's it's longevity. I mean, there's it's worth a hell of a lot more than what we charge. Is my point. Um, but. You have to look at the fact that if you don't have the business, if you don't have a successful, profitable business, and you're working towards closing your doors, then you can't help people. There's always been a stigma around collecting or taking money from our clients because we feel like we're doing a disservice to our clients. We're talking about the gym owners. Gym owners. Yeah. Yeah. Right. There's just this natural resistance around collecting with a lot of, of, of those types of personalities. And you have to You have to change that mindset. You have to decide that the accumulation of wealth and what you do with it can be a great thing. Turn that around, grow your business, serve more people. That's where it's at. Mm -hmm. The the opportunity to serve more people is, in my opinion, it's your obligation. It's the whole reason we're here. But um, rather than that be a self limiting belief, let that be your driving force. There you go. And that's that's really a transition that I'm 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 wor- helping a couple people kind of see right now it's but mindset. I think that th- it is a big mindset shift. And it's hard. It's really hard especially because we've talked about personality types and those that care about the results and in the people and they're the givers, the nurturers, you have this natural resistance around money and collecting and taking it from their clients. It's a natural exchange of value. If mm-hmm. if you don't shake hands and agree on those terms, someone's yeah. going to come collecting. Yeah, and there has to be I guess sacrifice from the clients end so that they stick to the program. Nothing, th- will in skin in the games. I mean, there's in the value game. in in the accountability. I mean, if our services were free, nobody'd show up. Push-ups are free, Mrs. Johnson. Yeah, you ain't love doing them. No exactly. every time I hear it, everybody that hears it goes, "Ooh, that's that, that <laughs> stings a little bit." It does, but it's true. But that's just something that um that really resonated lately because I'm having those conversations and there's resistance around doing things that they think are gonna hurt their business or their clients because it's, it's raising their prices or it's taking themselves off the training floor. It's all of these things that ultimately are business decisions that need to happen or you're not gonna have a business at all.
0: Yep. That's Ma- the way it is. Make, make the uh, tough choices, guys. Hopefully that helps you maybe get your mindset wrapped around making those tough decisions. You have our permission to do this, Mm -hmm. what's best for the business. And and if that means, hey, we got to reduce those hours and get somebody in, we've given you a way to do it here on this show. Uh, If you guys need help, winninggym.com slash grow. We'd love to chat with you and help you out, but that's it